Please pray with me. Lord God, thank you for the gift of this day. We pray that you would speak to our hearts, Lord God, that you would comfort our souls, that you would help us to lay before you our burdens which we carried into this place. Lord, we trust you, that you are powerful and loving, Lord. And we uh, kneel before your feet today and pray that you would teach us. And we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Please be seated. Morning. So good to see you all today. You know what? Sometimes life is difficult. Is that true? Fair enough statement? Yeah, okay, there we go. Um, This has nothing to do with graduation day, right? We're celebrating our graduates who are going off. The sermon was not written for them particularly, right? It's not like, life is difficult, get used to it, graduates. No, instead, um, this is uh, in reflection on what First Peter is speaking to us today. Life is difficult sometimes. It just is. I recall a time in my life when I was filled with anxiety. It was called adulthood. Right, no, no, seriously. Uh, There was a period in my life, a specific period in my life within adulthood, uh, when anxiety seemed to fill me up and color my relationship with others. Uh, During that time, it felt like this crushing weight was upon me. Have you ever felt like this before? Felt that anxiety upon you? I mean, I was like, had like shortness of breath and racing pulse. I felt horrible, right? It's a miserable feeling, that anxiety, the way it just wears on you. It's debilitating. It's like wearing around, I got this dive belt for today. It's a nice prop, but I can't pick it up, right? I almost like threw up my back carrying this thing over here this morning. Um, Right? If you were wearing this around just for fun all the time, would that be pleasant? No, it'd be miserable. It'd probably give you good calves, but it would be horrible work, right? And, and then it, you'd sit down and it'd be weighing on your, on your stomach, and then that, that's how anxiety is. It's just like this weight on you all the time, stretching you and crushing you and making you feel like you're sapped of energy. You wake up tired in the morning, right? It's hard. It's massively heavy, like this dive belt. And like this dive belt, It's unnecessary as well for our daily lives. In our passage from 1 Peter, the Apostle Paul reminds his audience that suffering is a part of the Christian life. Amen, right? We like to hear that, don't we? That's your motivational phrase for the day. Some chicken soup for the soul for you. Uh, Therefore, it should come as no surprise, since suffering is a part of our lives, about the fiery ordeal that is taking place among you. That's what Peter says. The fiery ordeal that is taking place among you. Sounds pleasant, huh? Uh, Now, what is this fiery ordeal? Well, given the fact that this letter was probably written around the time of the persecution of Nero, the year 67 AD, um, it it could quite literally have been fire that he was talking about. The fiery ordeal was literally fire. Right? He's not using uh, this metaphoric imagery instead. He is just literally talking about a fiery ordeal that Christians are suffering right now. Because Nero, um, aside from being a really pleasant guy most of the time, he used to light his pleasure gardens with the burning bodies of Christians. Right? He would put them in this, like, wax cloak, and then he would strap them up on a pole, and then he would ignite them, and then they'd have a big party. 
right? I mean, you've got to be a little desynthesized to, like, enjoy a party in that kind of company. Uh, he would also, what he also liked to do to the Christians is he would, like, um, sew them inside the skins of animals, and then he would unlo- unleash a pack of dogs, rabid dogs, to chase them down and um, eat them, Right? This is the kind of pleasant stuff that the Christians in the first century were enduring. This guy knew how to throw a party, I'll tell you what, Nero. And so Peter is writing to these Christians who are enduring a fiery ordeal at that very time. Many Christians were being killed for their faith. And yet Peter says that in the midst of all this, He calls them to rejoice. Rejoice? Well, the reason for rejoicing is that we serve a Lord who has suffered as well. Jesus is well acquainted with suffering, and the Holy Spirit of God is with us in our suffering. Therefore, we are not alone. That's one of the worst things about suffering, right? Is that feeling that you're alone in it? But Jesus is with the suffering, particularly, because he has suffered. But this would all be so much law, this whole rejoice and, like, hold it together, um, if it were not for one sentence, right? Because the law says, do it, do it well, do it now. It says, try harder, pick it up, don't slack off, don't lose heart. That's what the law tells us. But one sentence here in this passage reminds us, that Jesus Christ is there. Peter says, cast all your anxiety on him because he cares for you. The invitation is is issued to us, and this is a word of grace. Anxiety does not need to be held on to. Anxiety can be released to God. Remember, anxiety is a feeling of worry, nervousness, or unease, typically about an imminent event or something with an uncertain outcome. So anxiety is all about the future, right? It's all about what might happen. And how much control do we have over what might happen? Zip, right? We might do some things that like make it better, right? Like we service our brakes in our car so that the next time we have to stop, we do. Right? There's certain things we do that, that have an effect on the future, but many things, it's out of our grasp. Anxiety can be turned over to God, who controls and sees the future. And that is the hope that we have as Christians. Now, this, this uh, move to give over anxiety to God is uh, profoundly against our human tendencies, Right? When we're anxious as people, what we most often try to do is control our circumstances, right? We just ratchet down a little more. We try to work harder. We try to, like, uh, deal with the variables so that there won't be anything left up to chance. Instead, we've got it all figured out. But God calls us to something better. He calls us to give him all of our anxiety. Turning over our anxiety does not prohibit us from preparing for the future. Rather, it shifts the outlook to acknowledging that the results are in God's hands. It does not depend upon us because God is in control. Turning over our anxiety to God does more than just take it off our shoulders, right? It transforms our anxiety. It changes fear into hope 
and trust in the Lord. I mean, think about it. As we let go of our anxiety, what we're doing as we give it to God is saying, I trust you. And as God takes it, we see that he is trustworthy. So that horrible thing of anxiety in God's hands can become a tool for a deepening relationship with him, a deepening trust, and a deepening love. It's the most amazing transformation that something that has weighed us down can become the source of a rich relationship with our Savior. Now think about this weight belt, right? Weight belt's pretty useful for daily life, isn't it? No, not at all. No, totally not useful. But when you're scuba diving, how is it, is it helpful? Yeah, because what does it allow you to do? To sink, right? Because you get to go down and see what the fish see, right? You get to go down in the coral and see um, the beautiful things that are there below the surface of the ocean. right? The weight belt allows you to go deep. The same thing, anxiety does the same thing when we turn it over to God. It allows us to go deep with him. Because the weight's not on our shoulders anymore, rather it's on his shoulders. And we then are drawn into a deep and rich relationship with God. Peter reminds us that this is all in God's able hands, for he will rescue us. He says, after you have suffered for a little while, the God of all grace who has called you to his eternal glory in Christ will himself restore, support, strengthen, and establish you. Here we have the meat of the promise which is ours in Christ. We do not do this alone, and the one who is with us is not merely walking by our side. He is carrying our burden. Cast all your anxiety on him. Now, this letter was written 2,000 years ago to Christians who were struggling under the persecution of Nero. They were people who needed a word of hope because they were literally dying for their faith. Peter shared with them the news that God was with them in their struggles and that they could cast their anxiety on him. Our world is very different in that we do not often experience overt persecution. Yet life is often enough to fill us with anxiety. We're always racked with questions. Do I have enough money to buy food for today? Will my job last? Will my retirement be cut? Will my children be safe? What am I going to do after graduation? Will I recover from my next illness? These questions can crush us, and they can lead us to a place where anxiety has completely demoralized us. May we trust in the Lord, who promises to restore, support, strengthen, and establish us. He is worthy of trust because he has shown himself to be faithful. He has already carried our burden. Remember when he put that cross on his shoulders and took the weight of the sin of the world upon himself. He has saved us. May we put our hope in him alone and cast our anxieties upon him and see those anxieties transformed into hope, trust, and faith. And may we rejoice that we serve a God who offers us his grace freely and daily.
Let's pray. Lord God, thank you for the grace that you offer us in your Son, Jesus Christ. Thank you, Lord, that grace is not something that we need to earn, nor something that we need to deserve, Lord, but something that you give to us freely. Help us to receive this grace, to trust in you, Lord God. Give us the strength to cast our anxieties upon you, for even that act in itself seems like too much for us sometimes, Lord God. May we be faithful as we seek to know you and to love you. May we rejoice as you take those anxieties from us and as we see the hope that is ours in you. And help us, Lord God, to share this message of good news with a world which is burdened under the weight of anxiety. Thank you, Lord, for your love and mercy. Thank you, Lord God, that you care about the simple challenges in our life, Lord, and that you offer us, Lord, freedom from anxiety and fear. And we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen.